Ever lose it with your kids and yell those words you swore you never would? You know what it feels like when your button gets pushed and nothing can rescue you. In a nanosecond, a certain look, a defiant behavior, you go from zero to 60 and react in parenting road rage. Your rational brain goes offline and the emotional memories from your own childhood get triggered, unbeknownst to you. When Your Kids Push Your Buttons and What You Can Do About It is the book that will help you understand where your buttons come from, why your kids push them, and how you can diffuse them so you can choose to parent the way you intend and heal old wounds at the same time. Please check the liner notes to find links to Amazon for the paperback and Audible for the audiobook. Tell Me About Your Kids is a chance for you to listen in on unscripted conversations with connected parenting specialist Bonnie Harris. As she talks with real parents like you about real struggles like yours, these counseling sessions get to the heart of why our buttons get pushed as parents and offer tips and advice useful no matter your child's age. Listen in and subscribe to let go of old habits and raise your kids in a way that feels good. If you're having a parenting challenge and need help, visit BonnieHarris.com for free resources, schedule a session, or get a free one-on-one counseling session by becoming a podcast guest. We're all in it together. You're not alone. Thanks for listening. Tell me about your kids. Welcome back to Tell Me About Your Kids. I'm Bonnie Harris, your host, and today I'm going to be following up last week's tip with this week's tip called the No Blame Solution. We're going to talk today about a skill to use when children fight and hurt each other. It not only teaches caring for one another, but it allows for children to make amends and even apologize. But first, Let's talk a little bit about blame. I bet you can all recall feeling blamed for something. What happens to you? Do you get defensive and argue? Do you deflect responsibility? Do you take it in and feel guilt and shame around it? Correction with the understanding that a mistake was made does not require blame. I can guarantee you blame does nothing toward teaching anyone to do better next time or take responsibility for one's actions. In fact, blame does the opposite. When children are blamed, they learn the power of how to blame and accuse others. It encourages defense building, deflecting the blame by fighting back, laughing, ignoring, running off, you name it. So many different behaviors that children do are defensive methods that they have developed to protect themselves. And especially it teaches how not to be accountable for one's actions. Blame puts it on somebody else. It's always, I hear parents all the time saying, my kid is always blaming someone else. It's always someone else's problem. They can never take responsibility for themselves. Well, hopefully you're going to get to shed a little light on that today. Blame comes out of our mouths because we were brought up on it and our culture seems to thrive on it. 
We're so attached to being right that someone else always has to be wrong. But the truth is we all have our own perspectives of everything. And when they are understood, no blame is ever necessary. Think about it. When a child is used to being blamed, especially if there is any kind of getting in trouble involved, why would that child ever say, yeah, mom, I took it away from her, or I hit her first, I'm sorry. You don't hear that from kids who are blamed. Blame teaches the opposite of accountability and responsible behavior. When kids know that they will never get in trouble, that means you don't use arbitrary consequences. You don't put children in time out. You don't ground kids. You don't take away their phone or their computer time. You don't do any of that. So a child knows they will never get in trouble. Then there is no reason not to own up or help out the other, or simply not fight in the first place. Let's say Mesia took her older brother Austin's coveted and highly praised art project and hid it in her room. Austin frantically looked for it everywhere and began crying in frustration and worry that he'd lost it and couldn't turn it in tomorrow. After an hour of this, Major pretended to find it and came out of her room saying, Look, Austin, I found it. Austin, enraged because he guessed she had taken it, slugged his sister very hard. Major dropped the project, fell to the floor in screams of pain, yelling, He hit me! What would you do? Take a second right now to think about it. Who's right and who's wrong? Where would your allegiance go? How would you handle the situation in the heat of the moment? The no-blame solution would follow these steps. One, comfort the one who has been hit or hurt or is in physical pain. Mesia. Number two, say nothing to Austin. Number three, ask Major where it hurts. Do not even say Austin's name. Rub where it hurts or don't touch it. Comfort her in whatever way makes sense to help her stop crying. Number four, after a couple of minutes, ask Austin if he would like to get the ice pack or um, a cold rag or... Mage's favorite stuffed animal or her lovey or something to bring to her to help her feel better. Now, important here, this is a genuine question. Ask him genuinely if he would like to do this. This gives him the opportunity to make an amend for something he didn't really mean in the first place. But if he says no, then your answer is, okay, I'll get it. You've got to use this several times before Austin is going to really trust that he's not getting in any kind of trouble here before he is able 
to do something for his sister. Now, number five, if this process is new to you and Major is used to being hit by Austin, she may not want anything from him. So he may bring it, thank him for getting it, and take it from him, saying, I guess Major's a little worried about you hitting her. You do the holding on of the ice pack or whatever, but do thank Austin for getting it. Number six, wait until all emotions are down before going any further. So no more talk, nothing more to Austin. Keep comforting Mesia until she's okay, but don't say anything more about the fight. If this process is new, talk to the kids separately after emotions are down. If your kids trust that you are on no one's side, then use conflict resolution and work with them together in the manner I started earlier. What would you like from the other? What do you want to say to the other? How do you want to tell the other how you feel, etc.? To work separately, go to Austin and connect first. Wow, Austin, when I saw that punch you gave your sister, I saw how angry you were that she hid your project. I bet you were scared when you couldn't find it and that you wouldn't be able to hand it in tomorrow. And after you worked so hard on it, you see, what you're doing first here is connecting with Austin's emotions, his anger, his worry, his frustration. Then, I know you know it's not okay to punch your sister. This is a total toss-off. I know you know it's not okay to punch your sister. So what that told me was that you were so upset that your impulses got the better of you and you couldn't help yourself. I get it, right? What you are doing is connecting with his emotional state and you are acknowledging that when we are pushed, when we are so frustrated impulses happen. He hit her out of impulse. Now, let me ask you, do you ever say or do anything you don't mean? Of course you do. Why? Because your impulse got the better of you. If it happens to us, why can't we give our kids the benefit of the doubt it's going to happen to them far more often than it happens to you. This was an impulsive action. So after you connect this way, then let Austin talk. If you are truly connecting, he's probably going to talk with you. Ask him, what do you want her to know so that nothing like this will happen again? How do you think you can get that across to her so she'll hear you? This is the problem-solving stage. What do you want Mesia to know? How can you make sure that she doesn't do something like that again? Then to Mesia, I know that punch really hurt. What do you think was going on with Austin? Depending on her age, you might want to see if she can figure out 
why it was that he hit her, whether she is ready and able to own up to the fact that she hit it. You do not want to pry her about that or interrogate her. You don't want to say, you hid that or did you hide that? That is not your job. You want her to come to it on her own. If she says, I hid it, you might say, I'm wondering why you wanted to hide it. We made a lot of fuss over what a great job he did on it, didn't we? I wonder if you were feeling pretty left out. I wonder if you wanted the project to be yours. If you hit the nail on the head, tears will come. When I did something like this with my daughter, when she had a really tight hold of her brother's favorite matchbox car and would not let him have it back, she finally broke down and cried, I just want to be Casey. She held onto that car, his favorite car, because she thought by doing so, she would be more like him. That would never have come out if I had blamed her for not giving it back. You might add, sometimes when I say or do something I wish I hadn't, it's hard, but it feels so good inside when I apologize for it. What do you think you'd like to do now to feel better about the whole situation? since you know how angry Austin was about his project. And so maybe he might forgive you. What do you think you could do to help you feel better about the situation? Don't tell her to apologize, but you can lead her to it by talking about how it makes you feel. You want an apology to come from that place in your child that feels good to her. You want Mesia to know that this is going to help her. She is going to feel better about herself. Never force an apology. If you force apologies, if you insist on your children apologizing to each other, you're going to have a lot of empty apologies going forward, thinking they're, that's going to get them what they want. And then you're going to hear, sorry, lots of emptiness going on there, right? You want your children to really learn the benefit of an apology. If Mesia can go to Austin and say, I'm sorry, Austin, I didn't mean to hide it. I just wanted to have it. He is most likely, unless lots of years of resentment have already built up, he's going to likely say, okay, just don't do it again. And they're going to be able to get over it. But if he's punished for hitting her, if she's punished for taking and blamed for taking the project, then you're just going to create more and more of a rift between the two. So try this out. This works at most ages, except very, very young, little toddlers aren't able to do this yet. But if you can get good at 
being a facilitator and knowing that your job is to ask the leading questions, not tell your children what to do, then you're going to get them figuring out their own problems. And also check out my YouTube channel, Bonnie Harris Connective Parenting, and look for my video on the no blame solution for sibling fights. Thanks for listening. I'm Bonnie Harris. If you're curious to learn more or would like to talk to me personally, check out my website, bonnieharris.com, where you can also find my books, When Your Kids Push Your Buttons and Confident Parents' Remarkable Kids. There are also links in the liner notes. And please subscribe to Tell Me About Your Kids on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell Me About Your Kids is produced and scored by Echo Finch. Thank you.